Hello, my name is Aziz and I'm the son of a divorced mother. She is really my superhero. That's why it's important for me to support women to share their uniqueness, their personalities, perspectives, and emotions about this world. In these difficult times in human history, we need to bring the people of the world together. And when we hear the voices of women, when we listen to real lives of women from other countries, we connect our cultures without differences or stereotypes, and we get inspired by their stories to live a better life. That's what this podcast is all about. My guest today is Sophia Lim. Sophia is a Malaysian Chinese girl who grew up in Abu Dhabi and currently studying BA in fashion design and creation in French Fashion Institute, Ismod, Dubai. Sophia is a quilter, a storyteller, an artist, and a costumer. Sophia, how are you today? I'm doing very good. I'm really grateful for this opportunity, and I'm really excited to be conversing with you today. I'm honored, I'm lucky and privileged to have you here and very curious about you and ready for a wonderful conversation. So I'll begin with this nice first question. Sophia, if your friends and the people who know you best could describe your personality, what would they say about you? Well, they would say I'm very hardworking. I like to joke around a lot and... And I'm very creative. Thank you. That sounds wonderful. And as soon as you said you're hardworking, I'm curious to really know how or what motivates that. Because some people are hardworking because it's ingrained in them, whether through parents or through family or culture. Some people are hardworking because they're so passionate about what they do. They can't sleep. They forget to eat. And some others, it's because... Some parts of their life are full of anxiety, so they escape from all the anxieties of life into work so that they forget the existential angst or uh, some kind of things that can trigger within them uncomfortable feelings. Which one is you and how do you describe your drive and motivation that leads to your hard work? So for me, a lot of it has to do with passion and drive. and. For me, my work is fueled by fashion, not fashion. And for me, my work is really fueled by passion because for me, without passion, there is nothing. And without drive, there is also nothing. So I love what I'm doing. And on top of loving what I'm doing, uh, there's also the end goal that is just so satisfying with me being a fashion student and having to create my own things, just visualizing the end result and seeing the end result like in the flesh, like it's really satisfying. It's really gratifying for me. So yeah. I have so many questions about this, but I'll begin with this one. I believe that passion comes from inspiration. So there needs to be things in your life that inspire you. Can you walk me through how, through your eyes or in your mind, you approach the world in a way that you find inspiration? 
Is it because when you see some colors together and some shapes, you think, wow, it's so aesthetic. It's like a divine beauty or something incarnate and that energy fills you? Is it feeling competent and that you're creating something in this world? Or simply you, when you're around the right people and with the right energy who are passionate about fashion as well, you feel the drive and you feel inspired? Or what inspires you and fuels your passions? A lot of the time, stories and life stories inspire me a lot. And I just take the inspiration from the life circumstances and just put it and translate it into clothing. So for me, a lot of my designs are very manipulation heavy, which is there's a lot of decoration on the surface. From stories, I am heavily inspired by, I love picture books a lot and just story books. So a lot of the illustrations that are from the vintage storybooks, they just hold something so special in them that I just could not help but be inspired by their shapes, their textures, and the ideas just come. It's it's difficult to explain how my mind works when it comes to inspiration, but that's the best I can. Thank you. That's so interesting that you spoke about those older pictures and things, their textures, they're holding something that inspires you. Because at first, when you spoke about people and circumstances, as I assumed, it's more about really people and their stories. So it's about humans. But when you spoke about the textures and the sensations and how yeah, the work you do is manipulation heavy, are you someone who experiences the world in a way that is more sensual in that you for you it's very important to touch things to feel them with your body maybe you're kinesthetic and so you feel emotions much stronger but you also need to walk to feel a breeze on your face or anything and so you're embodied in this reality or is it about the human connection stories and circumstances and that is the core of the inspiration most of it does really come from just human connection thank you and so to explain the human connection to you what is the most fascinating thing about human beings do you love for example when you spoke about stories you're trying to materialize them into uh, costumes, etc., so that you can extract the lessons and make them more real for you so that you can learn more? Or is it a way of connection? You're like creating a tribute to the experiences they have so that uh, they feel they were worthy experiences. And therefore, it's a way to uh, create reciprocity and goodwill and kindness with another person. Or is it for you, you're like uh, someone who created her own universe inside her and you love to find new characters to add, new experiences, new stories to play within your imagination? Or how does it go? It's all of the above, actually. A lot has to do with validating people's experiences and translating it onto a material that's like, you know, you can see it, but actually touching it in a way. And I find it really endearing and also powerful in a way because 
when you when you see an experience or when you hear about different experiences that people have and you you know sometimes you learn oh like i actually felt the same thing so i find that really powerful for the validation and all of that thank you and you might get this question often but i'm curious why did you choose fashion design rather than anything else i know in your bio you're a costumer so is it because you dream about creating your own cosplay costumes and that drove you there or how was the decision and choice for you to become a student of fashion design well initially throughout high school and a lot of the later years in my uh high school life i was pursuing um to get a degree in illustration but so i am an artist but with that i realized that i needed to move and i've always had a i've always loved costumes from so i'm a really big broadway fan I'm a big musical fan and even before I even knew the existence of musicals I was like making my own cosplay costumes on top of the influence of my own mother so she is a quilter and a lot of the designs that I make now pay homage to her because I incorporate quilting a lot so what drove me to get into fashion is because I really want to be a costumer that's pretty much it. I've always loved um, watching the backstage wardrobe videos on YouTube and just seeing the behind the scenes. And I loved it. I want to be in it. And that's my driving force. Thank you. And you spoke about your driving force. You speak about passion, etc. Are you someone who is very emotional in the way that you feel a lot of emotions, you're in love with emotions, you live in your own emotional story that gives you all the new emotions you desire that keep life interesting. And if so, how do you deal with sometimes having failures and setbacks and difficulties? Because those emotions that could be more negative, you might feel them strongly. For me, a way that I coped with setbacks is that I try to learn from the situation and push myself further to combat whatever I failed previously. As in, for example, if one experiment piece didn't work and it failed really badly, there is no use in crying, for example, because it's a waste of time when I could just work on another one and make it even better than it was initially. Thank you. And as someone who was born and raised in the UAE, and you could have studied abroad in Europe, in Malaysia, any other place, what kept you in Dubai? Is it to be close to your mother and family? Or is it something about the culture and the people that maybe you're meeting people from all over the world? Or why not go to Milano where the fashion center of the world is or Paris or London or somewhere like that? Well, first off, I actually wanted to go back to Malaysia for university, but then COVID happened and then we found 
my university here in Dubai. And we thought it was more convenient. And I can see my family more often. Thank you. And to ask you more about life, about your life in Dubai, did you find it easy to make new friends? Do you have a thriving social life full of people from all over the world? Or are you more of an introvert who stays in your cocoon, dreaming up new ideas for your next projects? And so you have very few people in your life who are close, but most other people, you just interact with them on a project basis, etc. Well, personally, I am, I love meeting new people. It's just that my university life is the biggest setback. And it doesn't really allow me to interact or hang out or just have a good moment by myself, like at all. Thank you. And it was interesting that you mentioned you wanted to return to Malaysia. What did you want to do uh, to go study there? Did you want to uh, like rediscover your roots? Did you want to meet family members who are back there to find your culture and yourself? Or what was the reason that motivated you to desire at some point studying in Malaysia? Yes, completely because I want to rediscover my roots. A lot of my life growing up in the UAE has brought a lot of my projects to try rediscover my culture, my background, my ethnicity, because just growing up in such an international environment, it's so easy to lose yourself if you're not surrounded with people of your nationality. And that was something I really, really lacked. So going back to Malaysia would be amazing for me, but not now. Yeah, because not only rediscovering my roots, like learning to know, getting to know my family more, because since we're overseas, it's just really difficult to connect back, even during the holidays when I do see them. I don't know how to talk to them anymore, <laughs> you know? I know, and I'll play the devil's advocate a little bit. Some people will say that's perfect and beautiful. You're becoming a citizen of the world, a cosmopolitan, and therefore you're the next evolution of humanity. What's bad or how do you lose yourself if you're in an international environment, creating a new culture that is a mix of everything, like a melting pot, rather than being in a fixed culture that might have worked well 50 years ago or 100 years ago, but now in the age of AI and technology, what is wrong with being more cosmopolitan? So I personally don't think there is anything wrong being raised up in such a cosmopolitan environment. But with that and being a third culture kid, it's difficult to try immerse yourself back into your own roots and culture because you never really experienced, for example, me, the typical Malaysian girl experience. I've never grown up. I will never relate to most of my country's citizens, which I feel is a big shame. But with that, there's also the other side of the coin where even though I might not be able to, you know, really understand my own people, I'm still able to understand others and other cultures even more because also my friend groups are very international. They're from many places in the world. 
And with that, there's also the good learning of other people's cultures as well. Thank you. And I'm very curious about you even more. How would you describe yourself in this way? Like you are, I don't know for the correct term, would it be called a a third culture kid or someone like that? And therefore, in many ways, you needed to find your own path that will make you grow up as very different and unique. Did you feel sometimes you're misunderstood and deracinated or uprooted from everywhere? Did you need to find ways like I spoke about maybe creating your own imaginary sphere within your mind in order to create your own imaginary country and culture? Or how was it or how did it shape you in a way being someone who is in a totally different country, totally different culture? Like you said, you didn't have the typical a Malaysian girl experience, did you need to find your own unique ways to cope with it? Or do you feel that you became somehow partially uh, in the same culture that is around you? And therefore, you're like a Malaysian girl who grew up with a typical uh, Emirates or Emirates expat girl experience? Or how did it go? And how did it affect you? So for me, I try to immerse myself as much as I can with like my country media, trying to understand my roots a bit more. But also with that, as like with the storytelling, I do immerse myself in my own world, where I do try to create like my own bubble, not my own bubble, just my own world in itself. And from there, I can just expand and grow it and everything. Thank you. And to end on this, which I feel will be very inspiring, is there something that you're working on nowadays in order to take care of your mental health, develop your confidence, elevate your self-esteem, any practices, thoughts, or decisions and resolutions you have thought about that can help you always keep growing your confidence and self-esteem? Personally, as of now, no because university is taking up my life. So really, really honestly, I do not have time to think of any other things to you know, ground myself. But with that, there's also my work, which I'm really looking forward to finishing. And as I said, that is my drive. Thank you, Sophia. It was my privilege and my honor to have you here to share your experience, to share your struggles as a girl who is yearning for that connection with Malaysia, but who is very far away from it. And I understand how difficult that can be. And I wish you more success. I wish you a lot of visits and trips to Malaysia and finding things to speak about with all your family members. And thank you for participating. Thank you so much once again for having me. And honestly, I wish you all the luck and wisdom as you just go further and propel yourself through this project. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Mm-hmm.